Stop! Stop this now! Right, 2021, motherfuckers. Yes, it is a brand new year, new chances, new prizes. Oh. Come on down! Are you, are you going with that shit? I don't know what that was. New was Year's resolution. A new game show. What are your New Year's resolutions? Why don't you just grow up and sort your life, sort your fucking life out, and then you don't need New Year's resolutions, do you? Right off the bat. <laughs> well, morning. <laughs> well, it's not morning. It's not morning, is it? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I don't. The only reason I like New Year's resolution is that it, you can fill up sort of half the time of your lessons <laughs> with that topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great filler for uh, for lessons. The be- when, I, when I was doing that, the best thing to do is get them to write letters to themselves <laughs> yeah. in, ten, in, in in a year's time. You've so got you that sit, down to February. So you <laughs> sit them down and you get them to write out the New Year's resolutions and then you wrap them up in a little envelope. And then your last lesson of the year, you right. give them back and see if they've kept... Oh, wow, you double up on your best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> so that's, that's a good one to use for your first lessons of the year. Yeah. Oh, excellent. and it sort of eases you into it because you've had this, you've had this week and a half for two weeks of having no work and just eating fucking armfuls of shit and food you shouldn't be eating. You've put on a little bit of weight, and now you're back at work. You're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, am I on this merry-go-round again? Whereas if you sit, you, if you sit your students down and say, okay, we need to make New Year's resolutions. Let's write them out, <laughs> and I'll give you them back in twelve months. I have to take you up on that because that's a bloody good idea. <laughs> because it, it it sort of e- it eases you into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm not at the end of every holiday, as everybody is. I'm not in the greatest of moods, but then I don't know why not. I, I'm I feel very happy with the work I do. Uh, it, it's nice. I, I it's it's great. My business is growing, not as fast as I'd like, but it's growing slowly. Um, so I'm quite enjoying my life here. Had a great little holiday. I think the only thing I regret now is that I couldn't go somewhere very warm because it was a bit cold. Mm. Yeah. But then it was it was sun shining every day, and, and you remember those winters back home, back in Europe, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. grey skies seemed to be lasting for forever. It's minus two in the north. God, it was five degrees here. We're all complaining. Yeah. But yeah. it was sunny, and you, you know, I saw people actually swimming in the sea. Yeah. Well, I I went down to the in-laws on the well. I set off on the twenty eighth. Me and Jean cycled down there, and it's uh, it's eighty kilometers. So I had my seven year old in tow, um, and we stopped off in Odawara, which is uh, probably about halfway. We had a night in Odawara. Oh, now nice. this this hotel that we stayed in was seven thousand yen. A night, which is what's that in in the old country? In Ireland, <laughs> is, that, is that the old country? Uh, well, that would be about forty euros, fifty euros 50. in pounds, more sixty. I don't know actually in pounds. Anyway, yeah, this place it were it was on it was on the fifth and sixth floor of this building. I want to know? I tell it was just a building. So you went up there, and what you did was you. There were an iPad for a fucking receptionist, right? Right. So it's like, put your details in. Okay, put my details in. Right, look in the camera. Um, And then it came up, camera's not working, please try again. 
Right, half an hour of this shit. <laughs> right, there's no rece- there's no receptionist. So then it comes to it. Right, I got I got through. Uh, I what nationality are you? Foreigner. Right, put your passport there. Oh, well, I ain't got my passport. I've got me. Uh, I've got my residence card. Put, oh. So I put that there. It didn't work. So then I, I pretended I was my wife because she booked it. And then it's right. Put your face there. So I got through all this again. I put my face there. Camera doesn't work. So I'm doing that. Anyway, I, I goes back into the booking.com, which had been forwarded to me. And I found the pin code. So the pin code got me into the closest four-person room to me. Put oh, the right. pin code in, straight in. I thought, right, this must oh. be my room. Got everything unpacked. Me and Jean then went out and went to size area and filled his boots in size area. We came back at about nine, half nine, watched a bit of telly, and we were both flaked out by ten. Yeah, ten o'clock out for the count. Eleven thirty. Fucking family just walks in the room. <laughs> a family just walks in the room. I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? And robbers. And th- within an instant, they're gone. So they goes into the uh, the common room, and I'm hearing all this commotion. And then Shima messages me saying, Booking.com are just calling me. And I said, yes, yeah, somebody's trying to get into the fucking room. So what had happened was there's two four-man rooms, one on the f- fifth floor, one on the sixth floor, but they've both got the same pin codes. Oh, great. Right? So I'd gone into the wrong room. They'd come into the room that they'd booked, and it took them about two hours to figure out, all oh, right, well, you just go into room seven. And I just stayed in my room. I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, so oh. I just thought somebody had tried to get into my room. <laughs> so that's how that started. That's how my holidays started. Nice. But, you know, this the don't seem to understand that this is what you get when you've got an iPad instead of a receptionist. The possibility of that, yeah. Uh. So the next day we carried on, got there, Odawara to Grandma's house in about seven hours. That's quite a bicycle ride, yeah. yeah. But I was so chuffed that he did it. I'm very happy that he did it. And then I came back in one go. I did it in six. So what took me and Jean 11 hours to do together took me six hours to do in a morning. But I had I had more enjoyment with the kid. <laughs> yeah, you should toughen up on him, really. It was. It was, it was <laughs> Hurry up. You mm. can't. It's only six hours. <laughs> I did it in six. So that, that, was, the, that was the start of my holidays what hmm. did you do um you know up until the 29th even on the morning of the 30th i was trying to book a flight <laughs> on the next day to ishigaki yeah to get to okinawa but uh, the, the updates every day was getting worse and worse with uh, the numbers of infected people and i made a promise well bet so if it stays under a thousand we'll go and then it went over a thousand people <laughs> All right, well, if we just don't breathe for four hours in the plane. Mm. Um, and then uh, what finally did it was uh, uh, the missus and I, we went shopping and we just bought 20 grand worth of bad food. <laughs> Christmas food, New Year's food. Yeah. I thought, oh, bollocks, let's forget this flight. And we just stayed and shoved food in our faces and had very long walks every day. But sometimes that's all you need, isn't it? Oh, it was great. Walked along the whole shoreline, went through the mountains, had uh, had some nice little bits and pieces all around around 
Kamakura was great. Stop really off nice. in restaurants then, yeah? Yeah, coffee shops, uh, cafes everywhere. Um, yeah, did that for sort of four days. Got a hell of a uh, step number for my hikes. And plus, you're not having to deal with family, are you? Yeah, that's true, yeah, because we, we were sort of locked up in this area. We couldn't go to uh, her parents. So no in-law visits, which uh, suited me fine. It's always a bit dull up there. And it's pretty cold, because I go up north. Yeah. It's about four hours north, and it, it gets sort of three, four degrees cold, and it's just beyond the threshold of being acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they live in the countryside, so they've got this old house. And it, I shit, you know, it's colder in the house than outside. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I guess it's because it's, it gets cold so at night. And in the daytime, it warms up outside. But inside, it's still like a, like a, like a fridge. Yeah. And I just sit inside the house with jackets and hats on. <laughs> don't, don't put the heater up. In fact, they don't, they don't use the heater, I think. Sit there with all their clothes shaking, yeah. uh, watching TV for yeah. days on end. Eating, they eat a lot, but it's don't drink because no one drinks there. So we just sit there freezing our ass in, in the house. So I made a rule of it saying, well, I'm only going if <laughs> there's, there's a heater on <laughs> and well, uh, I can go for more walks. Sheba's parents have got these paraffin eaters all around the house. So when if, if, the, if the room is cold that you go into, you just press a button and these paraffin eaters come on. All and right. the, the room is warmed up within minutes. They're great. So with them living in a farmhouse, it's huge. It's this massive house. And plus, the grandparents, one's died and one's just been carted off to hospital because he's dying. So you've got this extra room now. Mm -hmm. So you've got my kids running around with my uh, sister-in-law's kids. So they don't need looking after. My wife is just gossiping with a sister (laughs) <laughs> so I've got no part of that conversation, and the father-in-law is just drinking with a brother-in-law. So I'm just left to my own devices. I were getting up before everybody got up. I were getting my bike, going out, cycling for eight or nine hours, coming back home, having my tea, and then I were just in that back room with kerosene eater on, um, doing some stuff on the computer or watching uh, Blacklist on oh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Right, Eastern, Eastern Europe, that being such a, a desperate place and so fucking de- depressing Nasty and business. shit like that. But you, even now when you see these Eastern Europeans, they're still, it's always black and white with them, isn't it? They still can be quite <laughs> well, miserable. It takes generations to but, get over that. Look at the Poles and, and the Hungarians, how they're behaving in the EU. But the thing I want to go on to now is you never see a theme park. Politicians-wise, I mean, by the Poles, I wasn't inferring polls of bad people. <laughs> I meant the politics part of it with Victor Albrand and uh, I don't know the Polish one. But you never see a theme park, an Eastern European theme park, do you? <laughs> that, Cause, that's your... Because what, what would that involve? Now... That's your index. Do you, know what, do you know what I found in the hills of uh, Shizuoka? A British theme park. Niji no Sato, it's called. It's, it's up in the hills outside of Sh- Shizenji. Um, and I went I went cycling in Izu, and I, I planned out this route for me. It was a 60-kilometer route, and it were, all, it were all in the mountains, and then you dropped down to the sea, and then you came along. There's some mountains. The course road were mountains, so big cliffs. It was beautiful. So I've, I've been here before, but I cycled up past it, 
and it were New Year's Eve. So I thought, I'll go in there and I'll I'll film some. So I went in there, um, cycled into the car park. I got told to piss off by the uh, <laughs> by the staff. So there there I am outside a theme park, a British theme park on a bank holiday, and it was shut. So there the similarities start. And then I'm getting given a load of shit by the staff for cycling my bicycle in a car park that was fucking empty. So they've obviously trained these Japanese staff in the ways of the British customer service. <laughs> and it was terrible. So then you, you're looking in and there's a double-decker bus from the 60s that's rotting. You know, you can tell that it's damp even from far off. And it's just this British theme park that's up there. And I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. Now... Disney Park. The way of the Dutch. You've got your own little theme park down in Nagasaki, haven't you? I, I think that, yeah, Orandamura, Dutch city or Dutch village. I think that closed, but they've renamed it, yeah. But is that the theme park or is that still arcing back to when the Dutch were allowed in here and nobody else was? Uh, no, no, it's based on that. Uh, they've they've rebuilt Holland, basically. It's really well done. If you... If so why were they letting the Dutch in and not the Brits? Oh, well. I don't know that side of the story. Why would you not? What would you rather have visiting your country? <laughs> Good old-fashioned trade or some drunk sailors and shitting all over the place? Uh, now, the reason for that is very easy. Uh, it's, it's business. Dutch traditionally, historically, have been a trading nation. Mm but not an exporting nation of religion. Whatever religion is, yeah. religion is religion, business is business. You don't interfere right. with one or the other. Intertwine. They don't intertwine. Uh, and that's always been the case. Holland's been so small, it's, it's such an insignificant part of global power, although it did become more powerful because of its business. It, it was always business is business. There's mm. no... There's no point in exporting religion or forcing locals to, to follow your, your your rules or your ways um, and also historically when we were dominated by the Spanish actually the, the Dejima is pre pre that time but uh, now we've had a belly full of, of occupiers who were trying to force religion upon us so yeah no business has always been business There's, it's trade so when, when the Dutch racked up here, did they just say, right, you've got your own little pocket down near Nagasaki, stay there, yeah, well, or we'll, we'll kill you? Th they introduced uh, uh, medicine, uh, the latest technology, uh, everything that was fr from Europe into uh, Japan, but with no strings attached. It wasn't about you know spreading Christianity or, or Catholicism, mm. which the Spanish and Portuguese were heavily into. And we're, we're, we're rack, put on the rack for that. No, no, it's just uh, there's your little harbour. You stay there. Don't do anything else. Sure, no worries. Because the East Indies Company were the Dutch yep. company, weren't it? The VOC, the Verenigde Oost Indische Compagnie. Because I remember a story about Captain Cook being sat in Botany Bay and there were another Dutch ship sat in Botany Bay and they were sort of looking at each other for a couple of days. And then your lot pissed off. So then Captain Cook said, right, this is ours. Have I heard that right? Uh, probably. I mean, well, I'm not sure that's the actual <laughs> eventuality. But 
But yeah, the Dutch were around those areas. Yeah. In fact, it was yeah. suggested they were there before. Yeah. Because in, New uh, York... Uh, and including in Tasmania, of course. New York were New Amsterdam first, weren't they? So you had your you had your fingers in all sorts of pies, didn't you? Well, not me. I mean, there was a country where which shares the same passport as me. Got nothing in common with these people. But we, you were, you I were wasn't. T- the Dutch were treating oh, okay. the Dutch were treating the rest of the people around the world a lot better than what we were, weren't they? Well, yeah. To or a certain you, or were you being <laughs> assholes to them as well? No, Indonesia has a lot of uh, black pages of history. Uh, massacres, etc. Uh, it's one of the it? few countries in the world where where uh, guerrilla warfare was won. The Dutch w- so called won the the war against the the guerrillas uh, in the 19th century because they just basically, as they were being attacked all the time, mm. guerrilla style, they uh, had enough of it, and they basically every f- out of every four villages, one would be just m- murdered. The entire yeah. village would just be murdered until you stop this. And they stopped it because it was it was just so logistically done. Okay, if it happens again, that village will be destroyed or yeah. one of these four, and just continued doing that until it was stopped, and it did. Did um, did you get up to any shit in Africa? You weren't like the Belgians, were you? Uh, yeah. I mean, the word apartheid is actually a Dutch word. Oh yeah, forgot, <laughs> forgot. Yeah, yeah, forgot. You had your you had your hand in South Africa, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, quite rough there. That I mean, Afrikaans, the language, is just a mixture of uh, English and Dutch. Mm. But it's old Dutch. It sounds more like a going into a an old movie. I worked with a fella in Spain who spoke Afrikaans. All right, yeah. Um, and it's not it's not a very nice language, is it? Well, it's because you associate it with uh, it's not, with apartheid. It's, it's not, yeah, but it's not got the lilt, has it? At these. Uh, Romance languages, like the Latin, it's it's not it's not a nice language to listen to. I quite like it. It just reminds me of open plains and safaris and yeah, nature. Have you been to South Africa? Many times, many times. Uh, once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Did you did you experience any crime? Uh, well, yeah, my cousin, because my fa- I've got family there. I remember I was quite young, but I remember him not stopping at the lights, and me thinking, "Well, wh- wh- why it's red?" Yeah, yeah. But he would just slow down from a distance. Yeah. And then when it's green, he would just put foot on the gas. And that was because of all the carjackings and stuff. Yeah. So he he wouldn't. But the way that they would talk about uh, the situation, that they, they were extreme racists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But to them, just everyday life, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't considered racist. Or if even if they did consider themselves racist, it was a positive meaning. It, w- it wasn't anything to be ashamed of or anything mm, like that. Mm. But I remember my mum coming from a very left-wing, you know, squatters background with human rights and everyone should have a place to live yeah. and, and, and lesbian rights, etc. was just appalled at the conversation and she had to walk out. She couldn't sit at the same table. And, and they had to uh, avoid certain topics. It was just too too difficult. Yeah, the way the way they were talking about the situations and about black people, it was it just unbelievable. It, it 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 felt like you're in some sort of comedy show, and they were taking the piss out of the situation. Yeah, yeah. And then you realize, hang on, this is not a joke. They're actually thinking this. They're actually talking like this all the time. It's not put on. But when you look at the country, just look at it physically. It looks 
beautiful in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. But this South African that I worked with, he said he was watching, he was watching telly with his kid one day, hmm. and these load of blackfellas broke in with shotguns, and uh, they got his son, who was ten at the time, got him knelt down in the living room, put a shotgun to his head, and said, "Go get your money." And then as they left, they just sort of pistol whipped the kid and out the go. And they were saying that there were a lot of families in that neighbourhood that had been murdered. Obviously, they'd put up a fight and these fellas had just wiped them out and took the money anyway. Mm. And the kid, the kid, he said, were just scarred, so they had to move house. Oh, there, yeah. And he said that shit like that was happening all the time and the rapes were just off the chart. Uh. If you had your wife there with you and she were any sort of a looker, you're done. Uh, yeah, a rough, a rough place to grab, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, Johannesburg used to be the murder capital of the world. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the thing. It's all well and good living where we live, but you, my kids aren't going to have that street smart to pick up on stuff. when it's If it's a dodgy situation, I don't think my kids will have, be able to pick up on that. Well, put them in... Um South Africa for a couple of months. See how they, see how they go. Alone. Yeah, I remember being in. I remember being in Burma in Rangoon, and we were. In, I were in this bar because we were travelling by myself, and then all of a sudden, do you know those old style elevator shutters? They used to shut first, the sort of concertina doors, right. and then the door had shut. Well, it was ten o'clock, and I was the only foreigner in the bar, and everybody was looking at me, and I was I was having a drink with the locals and stuff. And then I didn't realise it was 10 o'clock, but all of a sudden these doors shut. And I'm like, fucking hell. Right, I'm going. And no, 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 it's all right. No, 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 I'm going. And I paid and I left. And then I was talking to some people back at the place where I was staying. And they said, no, they've got to do that because they're not allowed to have the doors open. So they put these concertina doors in that the wind just blows through. Right. But they've got to shut them. Now, in my head, first day in country... I thought, oh, God, they're going to start knifing me and killing me. But, yeah, you live and learn, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all new. Yeah. It's best to be on your guard. And nobody, at that time when I was in Burma, nobody knew what what were going on in that country Hmm. because it had only recently opened up in 2006. Right. And that's what they did. And Rangoon, they, they moved the capital... That week, the capital had moved. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And I went up to that capital city within that week that it just opened, and I must have been the first northerner up there, definitely, because the, the old place smelled of paint. It smelled <laughs> of paint. Still wet for the And paint. Rangoon had been told, like, six months earlier that they were not going to be the capital anymore because that's what the, the British had that as the capital. And this new government said, no, you can piss off. So they moved it all. But even then, Rangoon was just in decline. Mm. Totally in decline. But that's a really nice country to visit. Yeah. Good I don't memories. know what it'd be like now. Cause it's so long ago since I was there. Mm. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. Mm. But yeah, the the, the things that, that the British did, and we just balls the entire country up. When there was no internet and no cameras, and we just did our... Did our raping and stealing, didn't we? Oh yeah. But you did it in a nicer way, <laughs> I think. Me personally, here in Kamakura this month. Yeah, sins of the father. 
But wherever wherever English is spoken around the world, that's probably where we got up to our worst shit. Yeah, there's some real bad stories of Australia, New Zealand. Even in, in <laughs> India, where you see that old footage from like 200 years ago, this fella would walk out of his house with a, a walking cane and a hat and just sit on this chair and maybe six Indian men will just come and carry him. You're like, you know, no, carry me. I'm white, carry me. Fuck you. And then any sort of rebellion, oh, the yeah. British would tie the man to the end of a cannon and just let a cannonball go and he would just... Charming. Yeah, there's quite a few massacres in the history books yeah. in India. Yeah. But we still think that we're this empire. We still think that we're this... And now I'm not an EU resident anymore, so can looking we still get on? A, looking at it in a positive way, yeah. Can we still get on? <laughs> There's a, I, was, I was listening to this, uh, the BBC History today, and there was this, this guy, I can't remember the names involved, but he was uh, uh, this Indian guy who was living in England, uh, and he, he went up to someone, he went up to a retired colonel and killed him. At some uh, convention that he was holding. How long ago was this? Uh, this must be in the sixties, fifties, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, because the colonel had been responsible for putting down a rebellion in India in, mm. in the twenties or thirties, even. You might know this event. I'm, I'm totally balling this up with my dates here, but this the, the the Indian guy. He was so shocked that this man was was holding a uh, you know publishing a book or whatever he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he uh, he went out and. Uh, yeah, got got a gun and, and and killed him. Maybe knifed him. I don't even remember. Uh, and he was executed after for this crime. Uh, and he made a long speech in court, which yeah. was apparently kept silent and, and wasn't allowed to be published for a long time. Yeah. By by the judge, and then finally the the the, the Indian Association Bar Association Lawyer Association. I'm not sure. Got it released, and he became quite a hero back home because. This colonel had had kind of executed X amount of villages for, uh, as a rebellion was, took place somewhere else. Yeah, you know, real nasty stuff, and got a medal and a promotion for etc. And uh, he felt this was a bad thing. Yeah, you know? well, it, it was. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean, there's no. There, I was yeah. listening to this case, and uh, I'm not hearing any arguments against this man <laughs> at all. But he was executed. He was hung for his crime. Well, there you go. Last hanging in England. Would it be no, the 50s? that w- that were Ruth Ellis. So this is pre-50s, obviously. It yeah, must be maybe yeah. 30s even then. Yeah. Yeah, it looks into this. It's an interesting case. And as the news spread about this man, he, he became a hero, well, more and more of a hero in, in India, and some movies were made out of him. But, uh, yeah, that when they finally do publish his speech, you think, well, this man is totally in his rights. Yeah. You know, you know, so were, were he there during the massacre, or did he just heard about it? I, again, I... I, I can't remember. I think maybe some of his family were involved in it, or his, his sister and and uncle or some murder. But anyway, it, it's it's one of the cases where you think, okay, well, that's the empire as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. You don't. They don't understand. People can hold grudges for years and years. Right. I mean, all those Nazis that went to America. It's South like, America. What, what what do we do? Do we let these? Do we let these scientists into America and uh, and let them help us, or do we let them go to Russia and help oh, them help right, the Russians? Yeah. yeah, we know what you did, but uh, what yeah. would you do? 
it, if you look at the numbers of people of Germans who were arrested after the war, yeah, it's uh, again history today was was on the BBC. It, it's something like uh, fifteen hundred Germans were arrested, and that's including like like Auschwitz guards yeah. and the whole lot and the, and the, the top management. Uh, and only twenty five, I think, were given a were arrested for murder. Did fifteen get? Fifteen got hung, didn't it? It's something like that. It, yeah. It's like that's it. That's yeah. What we're all talking. I mean, th- the entire legacy of that, and only it might have been fifteen or twenty people were hung yeah. for that. But the amount of people that were arrested for murder, I think, something like, I think it was two hundred, if, if I'm remembering these numbers correct, and just arrested was fifteen hundred, I think, or sixteen hundred. But it's so small. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it comes down to the argument. The guy was explaining, so well, the country has to move. You have to build up. There has to be a police force. You have to keep order. You have to yeah. get people in charge. And the amount of Nazis that after the war were put back into a position of power of managing the post office or managing this or, or doing that or being somewhere in management in because yeah. the country has to go on. You can't have the British and Americans there arranging the fire brigade. I mean, it's an argument to be had, but. It well, will, then, then you also have to answer for all the war crimes that you're not punishing people for. That shit won't go in the UK because we would hold grudges for years and years. We won't just be able to let that go. No, but you, the British were involved in holding Europe. But if, it, if that happened in the UK, oh, in the UK, yeah. oh, that that shit wouldn't wouldn't look at look at Northern Ireland for Christ's sake. They say they've sorted that. That that's not sorted. Well, funny enough, the Soviet Union had much more punishment of nazis after the war than mm. the 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 western but powers. they did it right you never heard from them again they, well, <laughs> they were they were up in the uranium mines in siberia apart from those quick executions the, the amount of people went to prison the afterwards is the, much uh, smaller. the germans that got away from those those labor camps in siberia were saying it was so cold at night that they were having to throw the dead bodies up against the window to stop the cold air coming in just so they could survive at night. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. The, you don't hear how the Germans, were, how the Russians were treating the Nazis because none of them, not many of them got out of it. Hmm. They were throwing them down a mine saying, dig that uranium out. No protective gear. They were using them. They were using the uh, Nazis like the Nazis were using the Jews. Rough. Which is retribution, but... You know. Well, happy New Year to everybody <laughs> and good health to all people. And that's our that's our New Year. Yeah. What it have you got co- planned? <laughs> what have you got planned this year? What 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 do you want uh, to have done? What do you want to have done this by this time next year? Uh, so third of January, twenty twenty. Jesus, twenty twenty two. What do you want to have uh, achieved? Well, I mean, it would be nice to to grow this little business. Uh, let's see if the Olympics will happen. They are happening. My dad, my dad, were watching news yesterday, and it said they're on. Yeah, but that that's what they said last year. But he said they're definitely on, which I think is a lot of again. Bollocks. That's what they said last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if that state of emergency is declared. Yeah which Tokyo wants to have, and so does Kanagawa and Chiba and Saitama, if they call that again, if the government declares a state of emergency mm. again, it's very unlikely the Olympics will happen. 
Now, they've been requested to do it, and they're seriously going to look at it. But if they do it, it'll be a very small, slim chance of the Olympics happening. I thought they go a, our taxes. A, go a good idea would be just to have Tokyo 2024. Just move everything back four years. Where is the 24 Olympics? 24 is Paris. Paris and then and Los then Angeles, it's, isn't it's it? Los Angeles, yeah. Oh, just move everything help. back four years. Yeah. Just have just have that reset. The same, do the same with the World Cup and the Euros. Well, when is uh, Qatar is doing the football? Well, that's twenty twenty two. Twenty two. So that's next. Well, year. that's in winter, so it's almost twenty twenty three. Year and a half. Well, I should. That, I mean, let's hope that things clear up. I, well, I don't even count that as a World Cup. I used to live there. Really? Why yeah, have yeah. you never? Why have you never said that before? Well, my dad lived in Qatar for nine years. And I did a full year there when I was no, 14. So you were still at school? Months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you going yeah. to one of these British schools? Yeah, yeah. For, for just one school year. And uh, that was a great memory. So when you, were in, when you were in Qatar, it must have just been Notborough Desert then, yeah? Well, it was a very rich desert. There was all these buildings. Uh, not as much as now, yeah. but this would be 89, 80. So did your mother just washed your hands here and said, get off with yeah, your Yeah, that was a very particularly bad patch. And, uh, yeah, I spent one school year there. But it, it, it's the country with the most money. I, I've never seen that kind of riches. So what, were your dad do, what were your dad doing out in Qatar? Oh, for nine years. He worked for the, uh, the Qatari Royal Theatre. Right. Which was, uh, there were... They built this massive, massive theater with all the latest technology of the day, and had these uh, these these Qatari plays on once a year. There was a, there was a play, yeah, and a couple of times a year they would just import some famous star like Tina Turner came out or you know any any Rod Stewart, pay him a million dollars for one night performance, put him up in the best hotels, etc. Yeah. And they'd have one performance and that was it, and. Uh, I, it was just late. It was just rotting away. I mean, people would come in for work for two hours and piss off home because there's nothing to do. So, so your dad would have had the cushiest job. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember going with him to the office, and he would just sit there with his other English mates in the yeah. in the office, you know, chatting away for two hours, having a couple of coffees, and then, and then go back home. So, why did he leave? He was paying an, an absurd amount of money. But if you're an adult living there, yeah, and it'll be in the eighties. Alcohol was allowed, but only in 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 homes. Yeah, and uh, at uh, not even in hotels. And you had an allowance of of too much. I think it was whatever two hundred dollars per per month, which yeah. was a lot because there's no taxes on alcohol. So that would equivalent to maybe f twenty bottles of vodka or something, Jesus which Christ. you wouldn't be able to finish. Yeah. But everyone would would go up to their maximum in booze anyway uh, to, to to buy it once a month. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people became alcoholics out there. So you spent one year there? Yeah. Just, just you and your dad? Just under, yeah. Yeah. It's quite an adventure. I mean, for a kid, it's fun because there's, there's, it's just a very rich life. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've got all the, the swimming pools all the time. So we're all, we're all his... Uh, room service. His house provided and everything. Yeah, everything was paid for. Wow. Uh, and this, this this house, which was the size of a like, like t four bedrooms, you know, yeah, these yeah. kind of huge places... So what were you, what were your what were your school day then? Well, were, going to school. Were you getting picked up 
take her to school and take her home. Yeah, by the special little bus. Um, and and that's it, you know, after school, play. And every house had their own swimming pool. And we'd go eat at hotels. Why did you only spend a year there? Well, I think my father had enough of me. And <laughs> oh, really? That, that were it, yeah? He, uh, he, he was getting engaged again. So we're having that playboy lifestyle. So well, he, he he wanted to be there with his wife, which he, you know, which fair enough. And was I didn't have to go back to to school in 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 Holland because I was a, a bit sad without all that life. As were well. he, were the were he engaged to a Qatari woman? No, a Scottish uh, woman who was a uh, was she I a drinker? She was, oh yeah, she, they they both become alcoholics. Yeah, my dad was in his late. Fifth, maybe early sixties, and she was nineteen. Eh? He'd met her in Scotland on a on a trip out. I said, "Well, why do you?" You know, she, she was sort of a bit of an artist character. Yeah. I said, "Well, why do you come out to Doha?" And, and obviously, being an artist, there's free booze and a free place to stay. She jumped at a chance. Yeah. Uh, went over there, and, and she could only stay in his apartment if they got married. Yeah, yeah. So they got married. <laughs> got had a very drunk wedding, and and that was it. So, so he was fifties. I think he was in. He might have been in his sixties by and then. She was nineteen. <laughs> nineteen. Yeah. So she was. Cl- How old were you? Fourteen. I, I was about twelve, I think, by this time. So we, you would get into that age where you would have been looking at your stepmother, going, "Oh." No, I remember my, my <laughs> sister was almost the same age as as she was when she oh, came I over. I think she was. Did we not be saying to your dad, "What the fuck are you playing at?" No, no, no. This this is nineteen eighties. Yeah, now this is a scandal, <laughs> but in in Qatar as well, you know. That's, that's was, was she a looker or not? Um, no, not really. No, no, no. But no. nineteen, marrying a fella in his sixties. Yeah, and she's yeah. Not, well, she wasn't marrying him for his money, was she? No, 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 no. She she was into the arts and into the yeah. theatre world and stuff. And God, your dad had a colourful life then, didn't he? He did, he did, yeah, yeah. I mean, they both travelled the world quite a few times because they, they, they didn't have to work very mm. much, you know. So they were, they were off on these exotic locations. But yeah, now, these days, if a 60-year-old marries a 19-year-old... <laughs> yeah. So how many times were he wed then, your dad? Uh, twice, yeah. Just to your mother and this Scottish woman? Yeah, but I mean, th- th- it wasn't a wedding kind of... W- I mean... Th- she wasn't allowed to be there in the country if, yeah. if she wasn't married to someone. So it would just I think th- that lasted about two years, and she was so bored with staying at home all the time because yeah. it was very difficult to go out. She wasn't allowed to drive by she, you know, it was all these weird rules. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think she pissed off back to Scotland after that, or back to England, and and th- they still remained friends to 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 quite late in life. Are you in contact with her? No, no, no. I'd like to. She was a wow. nice lady, nice memory. But this is this is the thing. I think that's where you've picked it up from your father, aren't you? This wonderlust. Well, marrying nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you people get it from some. I I get it. I've got it because my parents didn't do it. We thought did what? They didn't travel anywhere. Oh, the travel. We always yeah. holidayed in the UK. Mm. Um. So I've got it from that. You've obviously got it from your father, haven't you? The love of travelling and uh, young women. Uh, travel is great. You can't be that. But we I am, we've had to hit, you've had to hit the pause button this past year. Uh, I did 
I was abroad this year. You were abroad this year, weren't you? I'm abroad every year, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you have been out of the country this year, haven't you? Before it all kicked off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I was uh, in Taiwan. In February. Yeah, end of January, beginning of February. Great country. Yeah, I were in Thailand and Malaysia in... I left Thailand on the 2nd of January and I spent a week in Malaysia. But that's it for me. If If I don't go abroad this year, that's going to be the first time I've stayed in country for well, a full at, year. At the moment, this virus hasn't been as bad as today, right? We're in the peak, apparently, now. Mm. And, and new peaks every day. So either this vaccination lock works well lockdowns don't work obviously does it if, if it's peaking lockdowns don't work they don't work anywhere so why are you having lockdowns they don't work because we would have got rid of the virus and we've not got rid of the virus so lockdowns don't work mm-hmm. so let everybody get out there and get it and a lottery, then a lottery. see where the fucking cards fall that's what i'd do if you're lucky you're lucky that's what i'd do mm. But, that, the, like but then I think I'm fit enough to, if I got it again, which I did have it in October, I'd be fine. These fat fuckers that are throwing down 40 cigarettes a day, drinking nothing but beer and eating fatty food and they were like 24 stone overweight, um, you've got no chance. How's your dad doing, by the way? My, my dad's <laughs> all right. The only thing against my dad is his age, but he's, he's, he's fit enough. He's 18 a month, is my dad. 80. Well, the elderly are kind of in the in the highest bracket, of course. This but he ain't, he ain't got the vaccine because he's not 80. He can't get it. On, he's, on the 4th of February, he's 80, and he can't get the vaccine yet because he's not 80. So he's not in a higher bracket yet. So he's got to sit and wait. I don't know. what are you, and, and I was saying to him, would, would I get it if I were over there? And 49 don't even get a mention in the UK. Oh, this is, yeah. I read that Israel has the highest percentage. I think they've got, was it t- 15% of the people are now vaccinated? Yeah. I think so. It's not going to happen here. And especially for us, us young bucks. We're not going to get it for <laughs> a while. Just ask foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> Make it really yeah. tricky. Well, how old are you this year? I'll be 46. 46. In May. And I'll be fifty. Fifty. It don't bother me. I've, I've, I'm not. I'm not one of these people that are bothered yeah, about. Just the way you say it. I'm fifty. Fifty. I'm not. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. But you know, some people. You know, especially here in Japan. How old are you? I'm not telling you. Why not? Oh because yeah, I often hear that. Why, yeah. why not? Just fucking tell me your age. Well, with women, you mean? But and, yeah, but why not? <laughs> why what? You, why can't you say your age? Why is it? I'm not asking how fucking fat you are. How old are you? Oh, no, no, I'm not. Te- Why? Why won't you tell me? There's going to be more of these rants in 2021, I guarantee you. Well, it's going to be quite an odd year because I, I don't see these vaccines. The amount of people in the world, it's 8 billion, and they're talking about like a million have been done. That's A vaccine needs at least 10 years to get it right. This has been 10 months, so you're going to get people getting vaccinated and then in a couple of years' time they're going to come up with this weird strain of cancer that nobody can nobody can control. So all those people that got vaccinated are going to start dropping dead of that. The population is going to be thinned so much that the people that didn't take the vaccinations are going to be the ones on top. 
So you don't need to tech it. Uh, which medical license did you get exactly for this <laughs> fantastic? Well, Doctor Dar- Doctor Darren in the house. That that's <laughs> where I'm thinking. Well, that's enough for me. Then. And do you honestly think that Biden is getting the same vaccination as Joe Public? Bollocks! Is he getting that? They're he, just, did, he didn't get the vaccine. You they're think? just hitting him up with liquid speed to keep him upright. <laughs> That's what he's getting uh, injected with. Is he getting a bit with pure heroin, the finest, the very purest? He's the same age as my dad, is Biden. Oh, yeah? He's the same age as my dad. 79 years old and is the, is the most powerful person in the land, in the world. And he's 79 years old. Well, this says a lot about us. It will be eight. Free if, if he gets his, if he gets his eight years, it'll be eighty-seven. He won't get his eight years. He'll do one term and he'll be asleep by that and time. And then do you think it'll be Kamala that'll jump in? Well, I hope so. She seems to be much more educated. Well, as I say, educated. I mean, got her head screwed on well. Did you see that Mitch McConnell had his uh, house? vandalized yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's my money and they've spelt where's wrong it's got to be a republican that it's where's our money it's got to be a republican that's done that could <laughs> be a northerner <laughs> where's my money where's our money or, or they've, they've written it they've written it um as the as they say it where's our money mother uh. <laughs> written it as if you're from the deep south yeah so they're getting the they're getting their houses vandalised. Pelosi had a pig's head left outside her house in San Francisco. Yeah, it sounds to me like some sort of right-wing group. And then Ted Cruz to... has got 11 senators on his side to um, question the the voting results. Ted Cruz. He doesn't even have to kiss Trump's ass anymore. He doesn't have to do it anymore, but he's still doing it. Well, he doesn't want to be in the news by the looks of it. I'd love to know what footage they've got of Ted Cruz banging some young girl on an altar of a church. They <laughs> must have some on him, because he, he's just a fucking piece of shit, isn't he, Ted well, Cruz? There's some lovely that. footage of him with his family sort of interacting, and his family's just confused by his friendliness for the camera. What's you see, he, w- he went to kiss his daughter, didn't he? And his daughter just went, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold hands during prayer. And yeah. What, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, that man is... He's just a snivelling ass kisser, isn't he? He really is, yeah. Yeah, let's see what uh, 2021 has in store for his political career. Right, let's wrap this shit up. Anything else? Well, on that merry note... Welcome <laughs> to 2021. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. <laughs> <laughs>